Golight presents Murder Most Irish. Find it first on the Golight app and on all major podcast platforms. Find it. I don't know. He hasn't answered. Usually he answers and goes, uh, hello. He just not. Listen. Hello. You can record the thing now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go, uh, hello. Right, see you later. Bye. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Murder Most Irish. This week, Emma, is it's Monday and we shouldn't record it on Monday because no. Emma is always in bad mood. I hate myself today. Yeah, I know. You messaged me. I'm having I hate myself today. So what happened was... Are you doing was, your period? No, I just hate myself. What happened was you bought cheap jeans. These aren't cheap. They're free people. Well, then free people make terrible no, jeans. No, don't. My big stupid thighs. I'm, no. I, this is ridiculous. I mean, I was text Flavio and he's like, Emma, that happens to every single pair of jeans I own. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm different. How long have you had these jeans? Like a year, year and a half. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Emma's jeans. I hate myself. Frayed at her ties. My tie. And she messaged me today and she was like, My jeans frayed at my ties and they hit my body. I I don't understand why I can't be normal. Why can't I just be normal? What's it like being normal? (laughs) It's great. Talking to the mic. What's it Uh, like being normal? I actually really enjoy it. It's like I I was in work and I was having a good day and then I realized there was a slight tear in my jean and I literally, my entire personality within the space of three seconds, just shifted. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to look at anybody. I couldn't look at my phone. I was just like hyper-focused on it. And I was writing my story and I was like, I'm not writing this anymore. Yeah, I was like, when you messaged me, I oh, was no, like, Oh no, I'd already started it. We have to record. Oh no, God, no. Was, I have it done anyway. But uh, we're doing two episodes in a row again. We don't have to do two episodes no, in a row. No, it's a good idea. It makes sense. It makes sense. We're very busy. It does make sense. Like just banging out the content, lads. Banging out the content. Oh, uh, I do... Uh, is this housekeeping? Housekeeping? Yeah. Is no. It about, is it about the Patreon? No, it's about the about the podcast awards. Podcast awards. That is housekeeping. A, we haven't gotten a chance to talk about it. Um, so I just want to say thank you to everybody who's currently voting for us in the Listener's, listener's choice. choice. And also thank you to the Irish Podcast Awards for nominating us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank it. you so much. Uh, I don't know why. God bless you. I don't know why we're there. But you're listening. We are. Listen, um, we're not going to win. We're not going to win. No, that's fine. But because if we do with... win, it'll be a great show. Sarah's going to get naked. I'm not getting naked, but Sarah's Colin is wearing... naked live. Colin's doing his drag act. Yeah, we're hoping Colin's going to go in the outfit that he... Oh, he sorry. Did. Oh, who's at your door? That's a little angel. Who's just at your door? dusting some fairy dust on me. He's at the door. Somebody at the door. Somebody at the door. So just to say thank you. Uh, and also, we're very excited and we hope we get to go. And if we do get to go... We'll keep doing that thing like that guy did on the Late Late Show whenever the camera came over he just looked at it. <laughs> That's what we'll do. I don't um, know if it's televised I don't know if it's recorded but Colin um, has a new drag act. And what's his name? Fanny Beast. Fanny Beast. Fanny Beast. He came up with Herman no Hyman Munster which I thought was uh, amazing yeah. and and wonderful and then he was like no no Hyman Munster <laughs> Fanny Beast. I love Fanny Beast. I Graham likes it a lot. What was the other one he came, he came up with? Another one today, I can't remember. Is there not one that Flavio came up with? Oh, Flavio had a good one, but it was way too highbrow. It was uh, way too highbrow for that yoke in that bedroom. Okay. To do. Anyway, if if Colin lets us, if if when he took <laughs> <laughs> a photo and all his drag gear, I was making dinner and he just came in and he was like, "You take a photo of me." I was like, "What is my life?" Um, but the funniest part is he's in this ridiculous outfit. He just got his thumbs up. <laughs> Like, is it like a GAA picture? Um, but yeah, thank you very much to everybody voting for us. And also, if you can, uh, give Men's Rea a listener's choice vote, please. And give uh, real life ghost stories as well, mm-hmm. because Emma is a wonderful person and Sinead is a wonderful person and they're great people. And Sinead has done so much work like that. Sinead, like her stuff, like her podcast is flawless. It's perfect. Like she puts so much work into it. Like, she deserves 
to be recognised. So if you can, Sinead the menswear. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. If you can, please do because I love her and I love her work and I think her podcast is fucking fantastic. It's probably the best Irish true crime Irish podcast going. Like fact, it's just she's so good. Um, like I listen to her podcast and I'm like, oh, and then I come on here and I fart and I belch and I whinge about my jeans. Yeah. But people are here for the fart and the belching and yeah. the whinging about the jeans. So if you're here for the fart and the belching and the whinging about the jeans, yeah. call in the episode Fart and Belching Whinging About Jeans. Well, I'll get you new pair of jeans. No, I've already bought two pairs today. So Jesus it's Christ. fine. Yeah, I had, a, I had a meltdown, like. Meltdown. I was like, is this what it's like to be a four year old? How much was, how bad is this meltdown? Oh, a f- like, I wasn't like, meh, but I literally, it's like I just shut down. I can't do anything. I can't, I couldn't even focus on work. I couldn't do my emails. I couldn't do anything. I was just fucking hyper focused on this. Like that's all I could think about. It's ridiculous, and I know it's ridiculous. Um, but then I, I, I came through it. Yeah, and I'm okay now. But I did have a meltdown, and I was like, "Oh, I'm an idiot." Um, but yes, thank you to everybody for the votes and the things, and we really appreciated um all the stuff. Yeah, no, we really do. Thank you very much. We can't. I, I hope we get to go. It. My parent, my dad was like, my dad was so so cute because he was like, I was like, I don't know why people listen to us. <laughs> and uh, my dad was like he's a very good and I was like but we're not we can't do like, that like we're not was, and he was like the way he comes across he's very funny and very professional <laughs> and I was like how now many Andrew. episodes have you listened to <laughs> like the first one which was the only like I went back and listened to the first three episodes oh we were so professional the first, the first episode I a voice and everything we were like I was like how we were know? nervous like, you could yeah. hear the nerves in our voice we didn't know what we were doing really nervous the second episode we were a bit looser third episode from the fourth episode on <laughs> it was like we just had lost the run of ourselves completely we were like you could tell that we were just like I, we were just in the room talking yeah. whereas previous to that we were like well hello everybody and welcome to- do you remember how long it took us to do the first episode so long like so long I was like what do we do, <laughs> what, do we, what do we say we didn't know what the fuck we were read doing read that like. story <laughs> but yeah like when I, when I went back and I listened and I was like oh Jesus the like I think if someone listened to the first episode of that podcast and then was like oh I'll give it a go if they got to like the 10th episode they would have been like what happened yes who, who are we were these pretending people? to be somebody we were pretending we to be like welcome to the podcast yeah welcome to this the podcast we're going to talk about blah 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 and there was no chats no chats no bants uh, we were very serious we were very serious. And then it just all went shy. But I knew it would. I was like, there's no way we can keep this up. No, God, no. Absolutely no way. Um, and like, we're nearly at episode 100 now. Yeah. We started, we started laughing yesterday because we were like, we've been doing this for two years. Two years. And we're nearly at episode 100. And then I was telling you about that right ha- red-handed podcast. Yeah. They had like 100 episodes and like fucking... 12 days or something it was crazy <laughs> I was like these girls are like fucking prolific and we're like oh my record next week we have jobs no also yes I would just like to say something oh here we go I'm just gonna say it because I was a bit upset about something and I'm not upset now and it's fine but just to say uh, I read some stuff about the Irish Podcast Awards and listen I get when people are annoyed about things and I get when people look at things and see it a certain way and that's fine. I get when people are jealous that they didn't get nominated. That's what I get. Besides and that... And I said it. And I'm not taking it back. No. Colin, don't cut this out. Besides that, uh, there was just some people online kind of saying that uh, anybody who got nominated were just people that Paid had for it. full-time jobs. Or no, sorry. Didn't they have didn't full-time have full-time jobs. That podcasting was their career. That they knew people. That it was nepotism. That it was favoritism. That it was all these things. And it was weird because I was like, no, I know what we always say this, but Sarah Jane, Colin and I all work Monday to Friday, nine to half five, longer for Sarah, longer for me, longer for Colin sometimes. We work. We're not. So just to let people know that we're not, I don't, I didn't really it kind of just upset me when I read it and then I took it too personally yeah but then you you were having an, it was like another day about the jeans yeah I was taking it like, way too personally and I was like but we work and then I was like you know what it's fine people can have their opinions on things but it just when you're lumped into that category of like every podcast that got nominated is this one thing yeah um it was kind of like shit. But just to let you know, yeah, like we're not, there's no like favoritism. No, no like that's honestly not why we it. haven't got a hundred episodes. <laughs> because this, it can be quite stressful yeah. and it can take an awful lot of my time and yeah. your time and Colin's time. To try and get And then stuff we have done. to like slot 
the rest of our regular lives in. Yeah. Like Emma's boyfriend lives in Edinburgh yeah. and she has to travel to see him. Yeah. And then he comes here and obviously I don't want her when he the time they get to spend together, I'm not expecting her to like do an episode with me or like even research an episode. Yeah. Um Colin has, I don't know, seven million projects. Oh my god, he's always doing something. Um yeah. and has a full time job, which and is you, super demanding. You have your full time job, you have Lily, you have like a life. Do I have you know a crippled I mean? husband at present. <laughs> Graham broke, Graham his, broke ankle. his ankle. He's walking around a little back boot and Sarah is getting more angry. I get more angry by the day. Today when I was driving around everywhere and I was picking everybody up and picking up the dinner and then I had to go back here and pick up something else and I just went to him, you better get that boot off. (laughs) When I tell you, you better take that boot off. How long more does he have to wear for? Apparently till the end of this week, but there's no way it's not coming to Spain with us. Like that boot is coming to Spain with us. Oh yeah, it has to. He's not going to be. The doctor told him he could take it apparently by the end of this week, but uh, under no sir. Now his foot looks better. Okay. Ish. What's the pain level like? I don't know. He's still hobbling around. You oh, can never okay. tell with Rainbow. Yeah, that's the thing. He won't tell like, you. So. Honestly, like, he won't tell you. Just like, pain is like a two to me is like a, a seventeen to Graham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I like, if I go to like slap Graham, like messing with him before I even touch him, he's he goes, like ah. <laughs> Um, yeah bring it to Spain do bring it to Spain though. and then yeah he broke up people are going to be asking but he was kicking a ball for the dog and the dog ran into him and he tr- just went down he went down awkwardly and then he rolled his foot on the ball at the same time dude rolling your foot is mm. the worst so now I did I like I when he hit the ground I was like that's broken and he was like Whoa. and I was like that's like 110% broken like there's no way it's not broken it. and he was like I heard something and I was like Popped. yeah that's because it's broke yeah Hooray, old Graymo. Wishing Graymo the best on this Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, everybody. Um, have we got any other housekeeping? Patreon. Oh, this week on the Patreon, which went up today, uh, we do a music most awesome. The lovely Colin talked about um, Stevie Nicks, Stevie Nicks and, and Lindsay, Lindsay Buckingham. Buckingham. And he went through Fleetwood Mac's history and the craziness of it. And he actually did a fucking great job. He yeah, it was really, really good. It was so much fun. Um, he's so good at stuff like that. He Like, Colin should write articles. Like, when he, he does writes write stuff, articles for the magazine, yeah, doesn't he? should do, like, There's other project he has. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's excellent if you want to listen to it. If you don't, you don't. I don't know. It's up to you. Yeah, great. Well done. I am great at selling us, aren't I? Here's what I want to say about it. <laughs> I can't sell us. I'm sorry. Like, I said it before. I think I said it the last time we what? recorded. Where No, it wasn't. It was on the Patreon. What? The Patreon model is, like, a great model. If you can't support us, then G- do. Give us money. It's not give us money, right? And here's... It is give us money. No, no it is. It is give us money. It but is. it's like, if you enjoy what we do and you want to support us, it is the cost of a cup of coffee. Yeah. A month. Yeah. And we really appreciate it. But also, if you can't, we totally get it. And the great thing about the Patreon model is the people that can pay for it means that we can make this free content. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, if, and you, so if you can... If you can, thank you very much. And if you up. can't, you can't. That's it. Um, it's Murder Most Irish on Patreon. We have the crack. We have the best time. Yeah, we have a good laugh. Um, it's, it's freer or something. I like the Patreon. You know what I mean? It's, it's so much it's freer. freer. We say a lot of shit that we shouldn't. We do. But not to the point where I we would offend anybody. No, but like, well, maybe I we're a lot less guarded. We are. I'm much more guarded on the on the podcast because it's so public. Lot, lot All of the HR department of uh, go away. My business is go this. away. Now nah, yeah. I'm only messing. Don't go away. Because Dave is one. But if you get me fired, no, no one's getting fired. Um, but yeah, I think that um, it, it, Colin did a great job this week. So yeah, it's a really good episode. And we have say... ten second movie review. Oh, Steven's ten second. Steve's ten, ten second movie review. Is it speak. the one that you played last yeah. night? Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. It's um, and yeah, that's it. I have no other housekeeping. Nothing has been happening. It's been the same shite, different day. Have we, did anybody message us? Shout out to Kansas that Yay! protected their bill for abortion rights for their people, and that's amazing. Good news. All good news. Um, I think Bolsonaro is going to be gone in the next Brazilian election. That's more good news. Whether he does a coup, we don't know. But I think he will be gone. Uh, England's in a heap again. A heap. <sighs> the Tories. I can't, like, deal. I can't deal with the Tories. I can't deal with them. Also, I saw a TikTok video yesterday that really fucking... No, do you know what? No, I'm not going to talk about it. Oh, no, tell me. So I took a video that yesterday that really fucking pissed me off. Tell me. Like really pissed me off. So there's this girl on TikTok, she's an English girl and she travels a lot, I presume for work or just being a cunt in general. And um, she put up this video. Was this the girl on the plane? It 
pissed me off yeah. to a degree that I cannot even explain. So she put up this video and been like, when you're on your flight and it's 10 minutes from takeoff and you're hoping no... Uh, and, no big people no or fat, people with children. children sit beside you right now I know I complain about kids I do I'm always like shut up kids if someone sits beside me on a plane with a kid I am not going I am fine that's fine you have a kid you are entitled to fucking travel kids cry it happens put your earphones on shut the fuck up they paid for a ticket to sit on the plane just so your cushy ass feels uncomfortable and then when she made that comment about big people sitting beside her mm. I'm like bitch I hope two big people sit beside you and crush your bony ass I was so mad when I saw it yesterday I was like what the fuck is this bigger people are already terrified of flying well that's it it's like the people in her comments that were like I'll, I don't fly because I, I am t- and people being like I'm book- I just booked a trip and now all I can think about yeah. is when I sit on the plane that somebody sitting beside me is going to be uncomfortable <clears throat> because of the size of my body and you're it's just blatant fat phobia like yeah. there's no other explanation for it if you are uncomfortable around bigger people you need to deal with whatever is going on in your head because that's fucked up I think it's ableism right because it's also Absolute. this thing of like it's that thing where people of a certain size see people of a certain size as like they somehow deserve to be skinny yeah. and I deserve to be fat yeah. because of the choices yeah, I've made yeah, yeah. so that's pretty much what it and is and like not only that she's a fucking dirty Tory as well so yeah. no one's shocked by her behaviour yeah. like but and she's doubling down in the comments as well. And usually I don't like dogpiling. I tend to, I just don't agree with dogpiling. I ignore it and I don't do it. And I don't like it. But when I tell you, I'm with that bitch gone. I just was so mad on it. Because I the second I read it, I went to myself. The amount of bigger people that are going to read this and go, oh fuck, this is what everybody thinks you about doing, me But you see it. Like plane. as a big like, person myself, I see people who, go, I see my mom. My mom like panics when she gets on a plane and I see her panicking and my mom's not actually that big in any way shape or form um, and I see her like worried about like the seatbelt and like I see her get like upset if the seatbelt doesn't fit her and whereas like I get you're on a plane fine. You're, you're and okay. I, the first thing I do before I even take my seat as I'm walking on the plane I say hey can, can I, I get, get a seatbelt seat extender? extender yeah um, and sick bags Bags and a seatbelt, like, and then I couldn't care. Like, and I fly I'm on just, my own. Like, I've, flying on, I've is, flown on my own a couple of times. Like, I couldn't give two fiddlers fucks yeah. if I make it uncomfortable. And that's amazing because I was on a plane a while ago going to Edinburgh. I think it would have been Edinburgh, yeah. And there was a girl sitting across from me, and I said, "When I say she was no bigger than a size 16 mm-hmm. but she carried her weight in her hips." Yeah. So when she sat down, the seatbelt didn't go around because she big hips. Yeah. And I could see her saying to her friend, and she was nearly in tears. She was like, "Will you please get one for me?" She was mortified mm. because planes are built. Those seats are fucking tiny. Mm. Like you see size 12 people not comfortable in those seats. Yeah. Those seats are made for six, eight, ten. That's it. They're not made for anybody bigger. Like it's just and then you're made and they're making them smaller and smaller. And they're making the seatbelts smaller and smaller yeah. as well because they want to crush as many people into planes as they possibly well, no, the can. The seatbelt being smaller and smaller is not to fit more people in. It's to save money on the building And it's materials. to save money. What happens is if it, if the, so say you have a seatbelt and I read about this and it gets like uh, shredded at the end. Yeah. Instead of getting a new one, they cut it. Yeah. Stitch it and put it back in. So they're actually, there's airplanes that have smaller seatbelts. And it's just when you watch people and you say that to people and they're like, no, people are just fat. I'm like, love, a size 14, 16 is not fat. No. That's not fat. And these people are being crushed in tiny seats. on. And most people have to fly Ryanair because it's a cheaper airline. That's the situation a lot of people are in. Like, it just, I was like, go to first class. Go to first class, you cunt. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, it really upset me yesterday because my immediate thought was how many bigger people are going to see this and go, oh, that's what everybody thinks about me when yeah. I get on a plane. And I've never, th- like, I would never think about that about anybody. Like, I don't think that. Like, if someone sits down beside me, I'm like, hey, how's it going? Like, yeah. it doesn't, but I don't even look at who sits beside me on a plane. No, me neither. Most of the time I'm like, please don't let anybody sit beside me because it'd be really nice. Yeah. I can put up the thing and be like, but other than that, like, if sometimes someone... it work when I'm flying like at odd times, like, and like during the week, I yeah. get like a flight that's empty. Yeah, it's nice. It is really nice. But also, I just like to say, as a bigger person, if you're a bigger person, your life is as much value as yes. your person's. You are entitled to, to go on your holiday and not feel ridiculed. Yeah. You're entitled to pay for your flight on your like airline and not feel like it's your fault if the seatbelt doesn't fit you mm-hmm. that's not your fault not at all um, and you're entitled to ask for comfort and you're, if the person sitting next to you is uncomfortable about that fuck, fuck them. them like absolutely fuck them They're, they didn't like ve- 
They didn't go to first class. They didn't go to business class. Yeah. They can't afford it. Their seat is worth the same amount as yours. You so pay therefore, the same amount of money. Like, you pay the exact same amount of money. You're entitled to live your life and not give a fuck about anybody else around you. I, like, I did when I saw, I was like, the amount of people that I know that I've seen on planes that, like, get, like, you know, you immediate just hear of, like, immediate, like, oh my God, uh, this just isn't built for my body. It's like that what I told you about Aubrey from um, maintenance phase and her treatment on airplanes and the things people have said to her and the thing people American people Americans I and don't get it, man. how they treat fat people yeah. is like fucking horrendous horrendous and like I was reading a thing the other day and people were saying with the onset of like body positivity and you know brands being more aware of bigger sized people and bigger bodies they were like we should be this should be getting better it's getting worse it's getting worse. And what's happened is there's been a vacuum created. Once again, like I always say in our little loop where we don't see anything outside mm. our little loop and we're like, oh no, everything's fine. La 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 la. So what's happened is there's been a massive influx and uptake of um, self-care. Self-care, looking after myself, being positive about my body is not, being positive about your body is not body positivity. You being like, I look after my body is actually complete masquerading of fatphobia first and foremost. Yeah. Um, and I've just seen it with the people that are like, re- like, go to the gym, whatever, but people who are like really into the gym, really into like eating healthier or whatever, they've created this thing where it's like us against them now. Yeah. And if you're not doing this specific thing, you're lazy. So I feel like it's gotten worse I don't think it's gotten any better like the brands put bigger people in their ads and there are 7,000 million videos of gym bros being like this is promoting obesity it's like what the fuck is wrong why do you care yeah. why do you is know why they problem? care do you not know why they care and I do know why they care because most of them are probably attracted to fat women anyway no, and they can't deal with care. it but I also think they well, care for a completely different reason I think what it is, is as well with these people is they are so unhappy yes they're so miserable and the only thing that they think that can make them happy is being thin and going to the gym and do, and it's not making them happy they're still miserable so then when they see fat people being happy they cannot deal with this because it invalidates yeah, them because they're like but why am I because but I'm, like, I'm into all these things that I'm doing that's what makes you happy yeah. but it's like but you're not happy you're not happy. You're fucking miserable. Because if you were happy, you wouldn't be on the internet making shit of other people. That is anybody that sits online making shit of other people for how they look mm-hmm. is miserable. And I'm not even just trying, trying to be like that thing you do to bullies where you're like, it's just saying that because, you know, yeah. he's unhappy. No, they are. Yeah. Because they're, they're like taking their whey protein. They're going to the gym five days a week. They're, you know, working out and going on hikes and being sexy and hot. And it's making no, no difference because they're so warped inside and their brains are so conditioned to believe that that's the only thing that can make you happy. They're fucking miserable. Yeah. So then when they see a fat person being like, I'm happy, I'm loved, I'm living my life, I'm on a bike, I'm in the gym, I'm eating. They can't, like they yeah. lose their shit. They look like the most innocuous videos of like fat girls being like, hey, this is my outfit of the day. And someone's in the comments been like, enjoy diabetes. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like... I don't understand. Like I can't, I can't. But anyway, yeah. That I'm sorry for ranting, but that that video yesterday, man, I was like, yeah, she blew up on Twitter and TikTok and Tory bitch. But she's doubling down. She's not deleting anything. No, because she like, and then she's got all those other cunts following her yeah. now, and all those, all those. Oh, Katie, po- Katie Hopkins is on TikTok. See, that's the thing. It's, Emma, they're the people that like, they just make money off this. Yeah. I know I just was super taken aback by it yesterday and I don't know why because people do think like that but then when you see in a video and then people agreeing with her I was like yeah but those people that are agreeing with her like are agreeing with her because they're nameless and on the internet yeah. they're not agreeing with her when they're sitting on the plane that's it and they're they not were, opening their mouth and they were like everybody feels like this come on and I was like no I don't feel like that yeah. like what are you talking about you know me with kids I'm not good with kids yeah. but like if someone gets on a plane with a kid a kid would on the plane with the kid I'm like I don't give a fuck yeah. sip didn't give a fucking rat's ass I'll probably talk to your kid like I don't yeah. care but anyway sorry for ranting no the rant is good hey people people have been specifically more shinier than normal truly dude like I think it's the heat I think it's the heat but I also think it's maybe I don't know I think the pandemic has created a lot of uh, people not knowing how to deal with their emotions and stuff it's like I'm watching grown people but they're acting like kids lashing out at each other yeah. or something and it's so strange and then 
you know, you see people that have put on weight during the pandemic, um, just absolutely hating themselves and being so horrible to themselves on the internet and like saying the most awful things. And then I'm like, you're going on, on a, I understand you're feeling this way, but you're going on a platform being like, I'm miserable because I'm this size. And then someone that that is that size is looking at that video going, oh, is oh, it, am I, am I disgusting? What's wrong with me? Yeah. And like putting up pictures of themselves with like pig emojis over their face and stuff. This is my issue that I hate before and after pictures. I hate them. I hate before and after mentality. I don't agree with it. I'll never agree with it. Because if you're putting up pictures on your Instagram, your WhatsApp, whatever the fuck, I don't know. And it's like before and after. And then they'll have this caption. And it'll be like, oh, piggy me. Eating whatever I want. Being a pig, lol. What are you looking at? Oh my God, before and after pictures. Have you never, have you not seen this? Okay, I read this book years ago. There's a whole chapter in the book about before and after pictures and how horrible they are and how dangerous they are and basically it was about how i'm glad i'm dumb you're not dumb and it was basically about how um our perception of ourselves is really actually really toxic and dangerous because so they'll have like before i was say so they'll put the weight 19 stone four after 11 stone two and then the caption will be like Oh, of course, in the in the before picture, they're wearing the most ill-fitting yeah, underwear you have yeah. ever seen no in your makeup, life. No makeup, hair scrap Make back. Make sure they're like that so their double chin yeah. is out, hair scrap back. In the after picture, they're like, yeah, full of makeup, beautiful dress, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, piggy me, size 19 stone, thought I could eat whatever I want, fucking miserable, couldn't find love, so unhappy. Now look at me, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, so what yeah. happens is people in their comments who are 19 stone, four pounds currently are like, am, am I a pig? Is this piggy me? Like, yeah. I don't understand. And then what happens is, unfortunately, when the person inevitably puts the weight back on, then they have to be online looking for sympathy. And people go, it's okay, you can do it. So it's like this this fucked up thing that people do. And I understand, listen, if you lose weight and you want to be confident, awesome, go for it, do what you got to do. I, if I see someone before and after pictures, I block them. Immediately like that, I block them. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not looking at this because you have people in your life and you have people that love you that are that current nice. size you were before. And I know it's your personal journey, but you are not thinking about the people that you love because now you're skinny. Yeah. Which seems to be a, a recurring theme for a lot yeah, of people who yeah. lose a vast amount of weight. It's yeah. kind of this thing where, or then former fats who are like, oh, I used to be fat and now I'm not fat. You don't have to be fat. Shut the fuck up. I, my favourite line is, if, oh, if I can do, do it, it, you, you can, can do it. it. Shut up. That's like, uh, shut up. But I don't want to do it. I don't, know why, <laughs> I don't know why I'm around about this, but just, I just fucking, it bothers me. And like, I understand why people do before and after pictures. I get it. I understand why people journey their weight loss on the internet. I get it. The problem with this stuff is diets don't work. No. It's proven. Your diet doesn't work. What it does is it makes your body believe that it's starving. Yeah. And then what happens is after, your, after you've lost that certain amount of weight and gotten to that point, your body is like, oh, fuck, we need food. Food. We are starving. Yeah. So then your cravings kick back in. Then the weight goes back on, which is fine. You've done nothing wrong. You've done absolutely nothing wrong. You go back to a set point. Now, this is not me making this up. This is fucking science. This mm. is what your body does. And then once again, you're miserable. And then you're online telling everybody you're miserable because you're fat. Yeah. And then the people who are fat are going, well, am I miserable? Should I? It's just a whole fucking cycle. And yeah. it's a mess and it's horrible. And I don't know I'm talking about this. I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm done. I'm done. I'm just in a mood today. I'm fucking sick of everything. And like, people on the internet are horrible. Yeah, maybe you need to take a little break from oh, the internet. I think I do. I'm just like, I don't understand how people can be so cruel, Sarah. Like, fucking hell. Yeah, I don't think people see it as being cruel. Oh, man. It's this... those people who are like, I just stay in Howdy. So you'll be dead in two years anyway. Yeah. <sighs> I just stay in Howdy. I just, you know, what I like to do is I like to be really honest. Don't you I'm just like to just be blunt. You're losing the fact that you're a cunt. Yeah, you're an assy. Like, fucking... you're actually just a terrible person. Yeah, I, I just. Like, I, I say at work all the time. People will be like, I got people. People who be like, I'm just known to say it how it is. No, tough love, it. tough love, no. tough love, and it's like you can't like using that to excuse your shitty behavior and your inability to consider how what you say impacts yep. people around how you. How it affects people around you. Um, it just means you're a terrible person, mm. and you haven't, for some reason, you haven't developed the ability to like think before you talk do the work um, be kind please like I, I and it's so lame and it's such a Harry Styles thing he's like be kind be kind everybody be kind everybody be kind um, but yeah like I, I'm just so glad that I've never been a person that has gone online and left 
a comment like that on somebody's page in my I've left loads of comments life on like... Graham's Facebook page. <laughs> Craig and Colin always do each other. I've left loads of comments on Graham's Facebook page being like, you're shy. Colin's mom is the funniest person ever on the <laughs> Facebook page. Colin will put up something. He's he put up a thing about wrestling and his mum will go underneath. No one cares, Colin. <laughs> And it's like, why are you being so mean to him? But yeah, it's just, I don't know. I think I need to break from the internet. I went, I took a break. And then I went back and this is what's happening. Yeah, you need back. a break. I, yeah. You know what you need to do? You need to have a look at your algorithm and block all block, those people. I'm just, I have, I block. If anything pops up where I'm like, I don't like this. But just like seeing a girl in a really pretty dress. When she's having a good day. And she's like, oh, I made a nice coffee and I'm wearing my new dress. And these are my new shoes and I'm going to go to a bookstore. And there's some troglodyte in the comments. Enjoy tattoo diabetes. I said to you. Can't wait till your foot falls off. I'm like, <laughs> what the? F-? Just let her have her day in the park. I have gout. <laughs> you don't have gout, Sarah. Which toe is it? Uh, this toe here. Is it okay now? Yeah, it's fine now. That's why I think I've I got gout. I love the way you honestly genuinely got a slight, a pain in your toe. Not slight, I know it was painful. And then convince yourself you have gout. For two days solid. <laughs> I was like, oh, I've got gout. Did you Google what the symptoms of gout are? Yeah, and I had them. <laughs> <laughs> what are the symptoms? Sore toe. Uh, just this. So it's this spot here, right on like your foot. And you get like a raised. Oh, are you getting a um a bunion? I don't think so. Oh, I think she is getting a little bunion. How would I be getting a bunion? I don't wear any tight shoes. You know what I'm like. Is that sore? No. Okay. It's not. See, that's the thing. It's not sore. It's not sore. So like, it was sore for two days, like excruciatingly sore. I had to take painkillers to go sleep, and they oh, did nothing. Fuck. And then like two days it was of that song. bad. Yeah, it was killing me. It kept me awake. What the fuck? I was is like, that? I can't fucking go. Have you ever seen the picture of go on Wikipedia? <laughs> no, I have to Google. It's from the nineteen. It's from the eighteen hundreds, and it's like uh, just this like drawing of a rat biting someone's foot and being like, "This is what go feels like." Oh, for fuck's sake! Okay, I have to Google G O U T, right? Yeah. You don't have. I do have gout. You don't have gout. Tell me what else it is. Gout pictures. Images. I want to see gout. Gout, 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 rat. Ooh. Show me. Is that gout? Yeah, but that's like, that's severe gout. Yeah, that's like, that's why Colin, that's why Kevin's toe goes. Holy shit, fuck off. Kevin's toe goes like that. That's insane. Yeah. Oh, good. Ooh. Anyway, lads. Sarah we're might, starting to go for me for my gout. Sarah's gout. Sarah has um, gout. No, I do have other things. Colin's we talk about write the, a, my a terrible episode of The Doctors. Colin, please write a song about Sarah having gout. I've got gout. Yeah, tell everybody what happened. Oh, no, don't. You don't have to tell anybody about The Doctors. No, I'll tell them about The Doctors. I don't want to say that to the next episode. Yay! Yay! <laughs> okay, I have to write a reminder. Okay, I'm going to tell my story now. Hey, Colin, tell us about the Patreon. Sure thing, Lily Pops. Hey there, MMI fans. It's me, Colin, and do I have news for you. It's all going down over at www.patreon.com forward slash Irish, where we've totally revamped our Patreon offering for you mega fans. That's right. Now all of your favorite Patreon stuff can be found in one place as we bring you our MMI Super Show exclusively for Patreon, featuring all the usual banter and chat between Emma and Sarah Jane, plus me thrown into the bargain, along with Lily's Tales, Maximum bell bag and some surprises along the way but that's not all every single week due to popular demand we will be bringing you a full length story whether it be miscellaneous most irish for those cases that just don't fit on the main show murder most international for those cases you guys have been crying out for or even music most awesome where we talk about our favorite albums but wait there's even more how about mmi drive the fan favorite podcast show where mn's Sarah Jane drive around Dublin talking about all sorts of shite plus our monthly Ask Me Arse segment where you get to pick the brains of the girls and maybe even ask me a question or two. So what are you waiting for? Come on over to www.patreon.com forward slash Irish and join in the fun for only six euros a month. Give my mommy six euro. This week's episode, uh, my references. I put the references actually, it's very good. I put mm. the references in the top. Look at you, will you send that to me? Yeah, no, it's in our Google Docs. Oh, perfect. Um, I got, it's from the New Yorker and then an RTE uh, radio documentary, which is actually really fun. Oh, to that's to. cool. Um, and then uh, Wikipedia and then RTE radio documentary as well. Um, this week, I'm going to do the story 
of Keith Byrne and No Murray, and it's not a murder. It's not a murder, lads. Um, it's a it's a jaunty tale. It's a jaunty tale. It is. So, dinner was nearly ready one evening in August in 1985 when ten-year-old Keith Byrne's mother told him not to go far. Your dinner will be ready shortly. Don't go far, she shouted as he popped out the door and off to meet up with his friend, thirteen-year-old No Murray, in a Dublin Darndale estate. The two bunked on a train, riding it without... For people, bunked means like to get on... Or what? Basically to get on without paying. Yeah. Riding it without paying any fares to town and on to Dunleary. They bunked onto the Dart, the newest suburban railway station system. Oh, Do you know what the Dart the is Dart. named after? No, no idea. So, the Dart is... So, the Dart first... We went to Texas. Ireland yeah. went to Texas. Someone from Ireland went to Texas. Okay. Um and uh saw their railway system okay and um literally stole their exact name stop yeah so like the dart in Texas Plagiarism. is called the exact same thing and it's like the redistribution something system I'll get it and I'll put it in but the that last is hilarious the last word means Texas in there is and ours we just changed to transport. But everything else is the exact same. Like, I love it. Like, so, Fucking Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, and for people who don't know what the dart is, it's a train. It's just a train. But it only goes to like Dublin areas. It's like an inner city train. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, they bunked on the dart, the newest suburban rail system. Noel and Keith would regularly bunk on and go off, on and go off for the day without their family I knowing. love this. This is little shits. They had ventures as far as Bray, but as the dart extended, so did the boys' ability to venture further afield. The guys had begun testing the water, literally, and had previously, on a number of occasions, gotten off at Dunleary and bunked on the ferry to Hollyhead. Um, Hollyhead is a port in the UK, which goes from Dunleary Port to Hollyhead. They then would jump on a train or a coach and travel on previous adventures they'd gone as far as Poeli, Blackpool, Wales, Butlins, like and Sorry, they're, they're having the time of their life. Yeah, and they did this for like every summer. So every summer the two of them Kinda would just love this. Yeah, would just get like bunk on. Now they did a whole lot of stealing. Okay. So they'd be stealing shit in town on the dark then, <laughs> up to Dunleary. Oh, Stealing on duty free. Um, their family were none the wiser. And the time they were... Uh, this time they were going big. Okay. So where they ended up would cause a stir and no one would have imagined that two Dublin kids could get this far. So they snuck on a ferry and went to Hollyhead. They'd been there before the last time they'd been spotted and sent packing. So they'd been like, get off. Off. This time they made it off the boat. They stole duty free cigarettes and jewellery. And they bunked on the train to London. Back home, their dinners were getting cold. Jesus Christ. They sold cigarettes on the train and they got talking to a... This bit is insane. They got talking to a fellow voyager who admired their skills and offered them a meal and a sofa for the night in his family home. And they just went back to the stranger's home in London. Not a good idea. Then he dropped them back to a London station. They saw a tube for Heathrow and figured they might fly home. So they went to Heathrow and helped themselves to a couple of self-service meals in the arrivals hall. Like zero fear. Yeah, zero fear. No fear. Uh, This wasn't their first adventure. They'd been to Butlins. They'd been all over. Keith used to bunk off school and go on little adventures all the time by himself. I love this. Um, Keith was in a boarding school as well. So he used to mitch off boarding school and then... But they'd never taken a plane. And after the two had their fill of food, they headed to the, the departures area. With zero bags, they waltzed up to security and the first security guard they encountered stopped them. They said they were there with their maz, but he was suspicious of the two of them and told them to stay there. They waited for a couple of minutes and when the security guard got busier, they just legged it. Not true. They just legged it back out. This is insane to me. And so we're just waiting around, watching things, up eating in the self-service area in Heathrow, helping themselves, not paying for a thing. (laughs) They then tried another few times. And on the fourth or fifth try, they got through. So it was different security guards, obviously. A security guard did not even stop them. They walked straight through at security inside. Because they had no bags or luggage of any type, they said their mads were ahead of them. And they continued through. This is fucking hilarious. Keith and Noel just walked through the checkpoints, telling anyone who needed to know that their mum was just behind them. 
but they're also like these are proper inner Dublin city lads yeah, so they yeah, kept yeah. saying my ma, my ma's just behind me my ma's just behind me it is or my ma's just up there and the thing is they're believable because they're so confident yeah straight through Heathrow International Airport with nothing but a few coins they nicked from a charity fountain Jesus Christ dead easy <laughs> fucking hell once the guys had no clue what to do they wanted to get back to Dublin at first but had no clue how an airport worked they'd never been to an airport yeah, before yeah 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 so they followed large crowds. They got to duty free and did as they normally did. Stole whatever they could get their hands on. Um, then they asked a the guy where he was going. He said he was going to New York, America. Noel looked at Keith and said, that's where B.A. Baracus lives. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yes, B.A. from the A-team. They thought if they could get the, to, the, to NYC, they could meet B.A. from the A-team. The kids set on their way. This is so innocent, though. Following the passenger, they boarded the plane, greeted by our hostesses. Surely someone would stop them. Someone did. They told them they were sitting in their seats. And the lads just got up and moved down to the back of the plane on the on the Air India Boeing 747. Just like the one that had blown up off the Irish coast two months before, killing everyone on board. On board. Security was tight. Someone was going to twig it. But no one did. did. So I just went into a bit about the Air India flight. So Air India flight 182 was an Air India flight operating from Montreal to London to Delhi to Bombay. On the 23rd of June 1985, it was operating using a Boeing 747-237B registered as VTEFO. It disintegrated in midair en route, en route from Montreal to London at an altitude of 31,000 feet. That's over 9,400 metres over the Atlantic Ocean. As a result of the explosion from a bomb planted by the Canadian Sikh militants, the remnants of the airliner fell into the ocean approximately 190 kilometres off the coast of Ireland. That's 120 miles. It killed all on board, 329 people, including 268 Canadian citizens, 27 British citizens and 24 Indian citizens. The bombing of Air India Flight 182 is the deadliest aviation incident in the history of Air India and was the world's deadliest act of aviation terrorism until September 11 in 2001. That is terrifying. Terrifying. Like, to say disintegrated in mid-air. Disintegrated in mid-air. Like, that bomb was so powerful. Yeah. It was multiple bombs. Oh, my God. Investigators found the attack was part of a larger transnational terrorist plot that had included two attempted plane bombings. The first bomb was meant to explode aboard Air India Flight 301, which was scheduled to take off from Narita International Airport in Japan. But it exploded before it was loaded onto the plane. This bomb killed two baggage handlers and detonated early due to the perpetrators failing to take into account that Japan does not observe daylight saving times. That's probably a lucky thing. A very lucky. Unfortunately unfortunately for those two people. people. The second bomb planted on board... Air India Flight 182 in Canada was unfortunately successful. It was eventually determined that both the plot and the bombs which had been hidden inside luggage had originated in Canada. The plan's execution had transnational consequences and involved citizens and governments from five nations and states. The Barbar Khalsa, a separatist group, was implicated in the bombings. Although a handful of members were arrested and tried for the Air India bombing, the only person convicted was an Inderjeet Singh Rayat, a dual British Canadian national and a member of the International Sikh Youth Foundation. Sikh or Sikh? Sikh. Sikh, sorry. Who pleaded guilty in 2003 to manslaughter. He, 2003. 2003? He was sentenced to 15 years in prison for assembling the bombs that exploded on board Air India Flight 182 at Narita. That's insane. 2003, man. Yeah, 1985. That's fucking crazy. The subsequent investigation and prosecution lasted almost 20 years. This was the most expensive trial in Canadian history, costing nearly 130 million Canadian dollars. The Governor and General Counsel in 2006 appointed the former Supreme Court Justice John C. Major to conduct a commissionary commission of inquiry. His report, which was completed and released on the 17th of June 2010, concluded that a cascading series of er errors by the Government of Canada, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, 
and the Canadian Security Intelligence Services had allowed the terrorist acts to take place. That is the end of my information about that. I wasn't fully aware of that bomb. That's insane. So the door is closed. Getting back to Nolan Heath. Well, I just want to say. Yeah. So that happened two months previous. Yes. And two little shits. Yes. Managed to get on a plane to New York. Yes. That's fucking nuts, Sarah Jane. Then the doors closed and the plane moved away from its gate. A few minutes late. A few minutes later, Keaton Noel were taking off into the <laughs> London sky, <laughs> bound for JFK International Airport, New York. The outbound movie playing that week was the new James Bond, A View to Kill. For fuck's sake! And Keat loved every fucking minute of it. <laughs> He's like, "This is the greatest day ever." <laughs> Brilliant. They both took off their shoes and chilled out. The air hostesses tended to their every whim and the boys were delighted when it turned out all the food and drink was completely free. (laughs) But it was also their first time trying curry and it was not to either of their liking, (laughs) saying it was far too hot. The boys fell asleep and when the boys arrived at John F. Kennedy International Airport in New York, they tried to bypass a security checkpoint. Okay. With a sly bit of street smart, saying to the officer, our Mars just behind us, in aroused suspicion. But the pair ran when the airport official turned his head the other way. They then spent a few hours in the airport before wandering outside, wandering outside, astounded by the yellow cabs and the lofty skyscrapers. A policeman named Kenneth White stopped them and asked them where they were heading. They thought Kenneth White was a security guard. Oh, but it was a policeman. It was a policeman. Ah, okay. After they lied to White so funny. about how they were meeting their mother at the centre of town. So they kept saying to him, where's town? where's town? Do you know where town is? And he was like, what are you talking about? For anybody not from uh, Dublin, really, to be honest with you, um, or Ireland, we call town like... We call it the town, city centre. We, we say town. town. Um, yeah, you go into town whereas like you guys would be like, I'm going to meet in Times Square or meet in a place in town. Yeah. We'd, we'd just be like, I'll meet you in town. I'll meet you in town. Yeah. And yeah, then, yeah. 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 Uh, the center of town. White pressed further and Bernard Murray admitted that they were left alone. So he then got somebody else and he, he was like, what's going on here? At least he was smart enough to be like, something's going on here. Like we know yeah. something's going on here. White radioed for a supervisor and Sergeant Carl Harrison came to assist him. After more questioning, the two boys were placed back of an NYPD car and driven to a precinct where they were held in a room for several hours. Over those several hours, the guys told like multiple different stories. They kind of went back and forth. They played like super coy with the like policemen and then they eventually confessed to what they'd been done, that, to what they'd done. Little shits. After calling over other, after calling other overseas jurisdiction and the boys' parents... They didn't call the boys' parents. That bit's wrong. They he got in them. touch with the Garda. Oh, and, and the, the Garda. guards in Finglas walked up to the parents' houses. And we're like, uh, where's your lads? But they were all, mi- they'd been reported missing at this point. Because this is like, we're now three days. Yeah, deep. and that's the thing. Like, it's not like it's five minutes on no. a plane to the United States. It's like seven hours. Um, so they were like, we found Nolan Keith. And Keith's mom was like, where is he? And they were like, he's in New York. I cannot imagine. Like, I'd say they honestly thought the kids were dead, like, at that point. If it was three days. Yeah. I was actually like, they're in fucking New York. Um, the police officers fed the boys chips and soda, and this bit's insane. But they were like, have you got guns? And the, the policemen were like, yeah, we've got guns. And they were like, can I hold one? Oh, my God. So the policemen took the bullets out of their revolvers. Oh my god. And then Keith and Noel were playing with the guns. And then Noel turned the gun on Keith and was like, bang. And then they were like, give us those back, you're going to get us fired. <laughs> um, so they let the boys play with their firearms. The boys were too cute and played stupid. They started to ask policemen about their currency and said that they'd never seen dollars before. Policemen then were like taking their dollars out of their pockets and putting them on the tables. And both of the boys were like, can we keep one of them? And so then they ended up getting money off them. Because <laughs> they were like, yeah, here's a dot, like, here's the money. So you have, like, American money for the time it's, you visit it. hilarious. Um, after a couple of hours, the boys then, so Air India then um, paid for the next stint. Right. So Air India put Byrne and Murray up in a gigantic suite at a five-star hotel. Uh, we need to do, we need to do this somehow. They plied them with McDonald's and movies. This is like Home Alone 2. Yeah. But they were surrounded by guards. 
Oh, really? So they had policemen with them. Plain clothes policemen. Detectives. Um, I was never in a hotel before. It was so brilliant, said Murray. Aww. The next day, the security guards who were tasked with supervising the, supervising the boys asked them why they had come. And Burnham Murray told them the officials told the officials that they wanted to meet the character B.A. Baracus from the ATM. <laughs> the guards then brought the boys on a sightseeing tour throughout the boroughs. They gave them some cash and bought them they bought them I Love New York t-shirts. Sorry, this is adorable. They bought them little um, snow globes with like the Empire State Building. They brought them to see the Empire State Building. The boys sold the men jewellery that they'd stolen in Heathrow. And the, boy, the boys were like, what are you, are you going to, the jewellery for like your wives or your girlfriends? And the men were like, no, they're for the hookers. And then Wonderful. they, boys, then they explained what hookers were to the boys. Oh, for God's sake. Things took a somber turn when the airline started to investigate the boys. So they then got brought to Air India's headquarters in New York. Right. Uh, just weeks prior to their trip, unbeknownst to them, Air India plane had blown up, killing everybody on board. And the officials wanted to know if the boys had terroristic intent or if they were attempting to smuggle things into the US. They were children. They were 13. We wanted our mummies, Byrne says in his tick brogue at this point. We just got really scared. It got really serious. Yeah. They kept asking us questions about if we were terrorists and how we'd gotten through. They brought the air hostesses in to be like... Like, <clears throat> the guys had to confirm that they were... Like, the air hostess had to be like, yeah, they were on the plane. That they like, served them. Yeah. Um, after other people they had come in contact with corroborated their, corroborated their stories, the boys were finally homebound. Placed on a plane back to Ireland, the boys boarded an Aer Lingus flight home. The boys were fear, fearful of their parents yeah, and okay. Noel had bench warrants out for his arrest at the time for theft. So He's he, 13! Yeah. So he was worried of the guard picking him up at the airport. So they both planned to jump off at Shannon Airport. Oh, so they were both like, we'll get off at Shannon. But the boys fell asleep and awoke to see two fingerless Garda on the plane. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> they deboarded with their souvenir t shirts in hand, and a media frenzy ensued as they were reunited with their parents. Home after a jumbo gyroid, one of the headlines read. When the story initially broke, many people were in disbelief about the boys ability to elude security and make their way to New York including Margaret Thatcher herself who aired her doubts during a radio show <laughs> saying that she didn't think that they got through the but way they said did you not said. Maggie shut the fuck up but we did Maggie Murray says so yeah bitch and the two men chuckled together so the two I actually watched a documentary it's actually really sweet Byrne thinks it's unlikely that kids today could pull off this type of adventure and daily credits the success to their journey to their unsupervised freedom that was afforded to them in their adolescence and childhood in the 80s. 1985, when you were that age, was far freer than it is now. Daily, daily quoted. He also pointed out to the streetwise nature and compelling chemistry that the pair have. Their relationship together... They hadn't seen each other in years before the making of this documentary. Aww. And when they were brought together for the documentary, it was like they were had never, never been, been apart. apart. They just clicked. This is adorable. Byrne was subsequently sent back to boarding school. And Murray, who had warrants for petty crimes at the time, was almost put into a boy's home. Oh. But the judge, however, let Murray off and the boys drifted apart. As an adult, Byrne took on various jobs and is now living with his long-term partner and their children. Noel Murray has overcome 30 30 or so years of drug addiction. And during the filming of the documentary that I watched, he was 17 months sober and learning how to cook. Good job, dude. They never did meet B.A. Baracus, (laughs) but maybe someday I'll go back and I'll pay on the plane this time, Murray says. Ah... So I've met Noel Murray. Oh, really? He lives down in the flats. Oh, in in town? Yeah, and everybody calls him New York Noel. New York Noel, baby. So he lives in like a facility for uh, recovering addicts. Oh, very good. Where you're like, you go to counselling and yeah. you have access to counselling yeah. all the time. And they teach them how to like cook and clean. Because he ha- he's an addict for like 30 or odd years. So like his entire like 
older teenagers his 20s everything that was, was all just, drug, just drugs. drugs so he never would have learned like basic kind of living skills and stuff he's like from that. Darndale as well and like Darndale is <coughs> right beside Finglas right beside Ballymun yeah. like the 80s and 90s for those areas were just like just like Ballyfermot just riddled heroin, yeah. and by the sounds of things these two weren't doing themselves any favours because they were up to all sorts just there's an a weird innocence to it there is a really weird innocence you know, like, to it you know like one of them had bench warrants out against him the other one was a little shit as well and it was like but the other one should have had bench warrants yeah, against him he just was smart enough. he was just smart enough. but then the other side of it is like they were robbing and thieving and they were like we'll go meet Mr. T yeah we'll go meet Mr. T you know I mean? there's this like and even they were innocence. like we robbed cigarettes he was like but neither of us smoked, smoked. we just we sold just them, sold them. Like he was and like, like we just sold the them. smart, how smart they are and savvy to be able to do that, yeah. and the confidence, yeah. because most thirteen-year-olds so don't that have was that one confidence. Of the, one of the the policemen were like the confidence in the two of them. There was yeah. no question in what they were saying. Like the story. they were just like we're telling the truth. This is what we're doing. Uh, we came to meet Mister T. We went to New York, mm. and like I just, it's mad. It's as I said, there's this sweetness and innocence to this these two little fucks that I'd say their parents wanted to murder them I don't know if I I think I think would. you'd be so happy to see them that the, the anger and would dissipate you just yeah. like I'm so glad you're safe in your home when um Keith got off the plane he had a sign set that said I love New York and he was holding it up <laughs> and it was like media all around them and one of the guards was like give that to me a little shit <laughs> um I yeah. think the guards were fucking sick of yeah, them I, but I'd say the guards were like how did this even happen like it is Madness and the fact that it happened two months after a terrorist attack. Yeah. Where, you know, everything is heightened when stuff like that happens. Everything is like, you know, and then I think to myself, what is it? Would they get through? Would they get away with it now? No. Like, think about it now. Lily has to go. When I go through security yeah Lily I stay on one side Lily walks through ahead of me and Graham, Graham goes ahead of her. her yeah yeah and like they're like where's your like so they're physically like as as her parents we have to be like I'm I'm her, I'm her parent I'm yeah, looking yeah. after her um, yeah because yeah, no, can't, you can't just be but then again the other side of that is Sarah like imagine this like say right now the scene's going on in, in Dublin airport like the previous day and it's not as bad now do you think someone could have done that? Yeah, problem. Maybe because like, there's not. But you can't get on the plane without the ticket. They scan the ticket the thing. at the gate. They scan the ticket at the gate. But I don't know because I think if you said to an aerostess, my mom's just like that's what that's what Macaulay Culkin does in Home Alone Two. Literally, too. literally. Then my mom follow my mom, my mom and dad. They just got like yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I know from my cousin uh, used to fly. My cousin Kayla would fly back and forth from New York to Ireland when she was younger. Mm. The air hostesses would be so good to her. Yeah. Like, they make sure you're okay. They keep an eye on you. They feed you. They're like, is there, you know, they're so kind. So I'd say they were living the fucking lap of luxury in that yeah. plane. I love that story. I'd never heard of that story until you and Graham said it to I me last week. I've heard that story. Never heard of it. And I just thought it was so good. It's a sweet little story. It's such a sweet little story. Yeah. And I'm glad I'm glad he's getting, looking after himself and yeah. getting back on his feet. Because um, 30 years of drug addiction is is not pleasant, like... Yeah, that no, not pleasant up, at all. But how nice, and I'm so glad that they reunited them for the for the yeah, documentary. Yeah, it's such sweet. And it's so was, sweet. Is there a, a or T player has a documentary? It's Okay, I'm yeah. gonna watch that. Yeah, well done. Um, I really enjoyed that. That was so thank fun. You. It was short but sweet. Short but sweet. No, I loved it. Sometimes we need a short but sweet, lads. Yeah, because uh, I love to you know bring the bring the mood down. bring the mood down. I bring the mood down at every opportunity I get. Um, but anyway, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for voting for us on the podcast. Yes. Um, and thanks for listening to all our rant and our I'm sorry about my rant. No, your rant was... Uh, no, it was stupid. I call it my It's not stupid. No, I call it's stupid. not cutting it out because then this bit makes no sense. Okay, sorry. Keep it. Leave it in. Like, leave it in. Leave it there'll in. be someone there that's struggling with that and will like, night, like to hear somebody being like, you know, it's not fair that people treat you that way. Yeah. Leave that in, Colin Peter, Jones from Mark Foy. You stupid bitch. Fuck you. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, everybody. Talk next week. Uh, bye. Bye. Colin. I'll tell a story that is very, very sad. Fucking men, fucking men, and the gutter are rubbish. Feminism, rage face, Emma hates the male race. Preach. Bloody murder. Bloody murder. Bloody murder. Bloody murder. And, and a very sexy horse. Let's sugar go. Collins the recording man, follow him on Instagram. He's just a loser, bartender, producer. Set up the mic and mix their and some teeth. Stingy fart, smelly hole, where's me Jenny Glow? Ah, Jesus, no, we have no Jenny Glow! Jenny Glow! Ah, Jesus, we have no Jenny Glow! Jenny Glow! Ah, Jesus, we have no Jenny Glow! Jenny Glow!
Cheers. 